Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Sitting here in the back studio, getting ready to take my own studio at some point here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network, right down here on Battery and Broadway. We'll say the neon lights are bright, bone Broadway. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, San Francisco, y'all. <clears throat> what you got? We're talking sports with you. And uh, the way you be a part of it is to call me at 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Get you in and get you heard wherever you might happen to be listening. Coast to coast and around the world on AFN. AFN is American Forces Network. used to be called Armed Forces Radio. But now it's a kinder, gentler service. Just American Forces. I always thought a good jingle or returner would be American Forces Radio Network. You can have that if you're listening on AFN right now. Auf Deutsch. Wie sagt man Auf Deutsch? <clears throat> ich weiß nicht. Ich habe mein Amerikanisches. All right. Uh, we have a full show. When do we not? Uh, we're going to start off with uh, Sean Green who is a fantasy expert. I'm going to ask him about Gandalf and some beholders and maybe a fifth-level paladin. Stanford kicker Josh Carty with a K. He is a K, and he just was a finalist for the Lou Groza Award. We'll talk to him. Nick Caparelli. Hey, Nick Caparelli, he's got the best salami in town. Huh? That's racist. Can you be racist against Italians? I guess so. Uh, he'll talk about, he's executive director of bowl season. Do we even know what that means? Salad bowls? College bowls? (laughs) We'll have Ben Valenta and David Sigorjak. Uh, and then Black Dahlia will be back in studio from the Dwarves. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back. 
Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wine spirits, beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and more. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Price so amazingly low, low, low. Bring more joy to your world when you find what you love and love what you find. Always lowest prices at Total Wine and more. Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access. No cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539 or text Franchise 123 to 63566. Text Franchise 123 to 63566. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days. All in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218. 800-950-8218. That's 800-950-8218. Paid for by Want to Sell. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. <sighs> Proud partner of the American Lung Association. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome, he's a genius. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the show Sean Green. Sean Green is a comedian. He's a writer. He's a producer. He does uh, a lot of stuff, but he is also the co-founder of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and uh, the co-host of the Sports Gambling Podcast as uh, well. 
Sean, uh, welcome back. I remember you came on when you were getting this off the ground. Uh, how's it going? Is it like a weed? <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me back on. And, uh, yeah, like a weed, we're growing. We're everywhere. And, uh, yeah, no, it's been uh, yeah, it's been a wild ride so far. And, yeah, stuff's going great. Can't complain. You know, when, uh, what is it, DraftKings and FanDuel, they put like 600 million bucks into California voting, trying <laughs> to get that thing passed. And I, and then eventually it probably will get passed. But does that affect your guy, you guys one way or another? Or you think these people are going to make bets? We'll just have to drive to a book now. Yeah, no, I mean, it, that's the irony uh, of that whole thing was like there are, you know, billions of dollars in sports gambling going on right now in California. The state is just not regulating or taxing it at all or getting any benefits from it going on. You know, people just place bets with their local bookie or go to the offshore websites. I mean, obviously, it's great for us once it legalizes because then, it, you know, more people come into the market. It's regulated um, and more people want to advertise. So uh, advertisers are a big part of our business. So more people advertise is good for us. But, you know, all the states that have legalized has been, you know, it's been great for us. Because uh, it's just more interest in sports gambling. You know, when I think about uh, you know podcasts, they're a, they're a dime a dozen, and so you have to stand out, and that's what you guys do. Because it's not just you and a couple buddies; you bring in dozens and dozens of experts and contributors, don't you? Yeah, no, I mean that's that's kind of what's cool about our company is that uh, you know it started out like uh, all you know California success stories, just a couple guys in their garage tinkering. Uh, you know, we got a little steam going with our show and then turned it into a network. And we found, um, you know, a lot of it, the guys or gals that are part of the network are just people that were listeners to our show. And they're like, hey, you don't have a hockey guy. Hey, you don't have anyone talking MLF. Hey, you don't have anyone talking about disc league golf that you can bet on. And uh, so they hit us up and we're like, all right, yeah, they know there's stuff when it comes to this specific niche. So literally anything you can bet on, we're trying to create content for I remember when the Ohio State and Colts quarterback Arch Sleesher, he had a gambling addiction, and the story is is that when he was arrested, he got one call, and his call was to his bookie. He was that addicted. And so yeah. I preface that by saying, if you're betting on disc league golf, you're basically Arch Sleesher, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, you know, you're, you're – I mean, I think the people that bet on disc league golf, there are those people that are, you know, looking to bet on anything. I mean – we're only a couple of years removed where people were betting on the weather and, uh, you know, marble races and, uh, you know, Russian ping pong, all the things that people bet on uh, during the pandemic. So by that standard, this golf is, you know, in the America's game compared to some of the stuff people were betting on. What is, what is maybe one of your favorite props? And I'll start with mine. I remember in the Super Bowl, and this was a real prop was that Elvis would fly a UFO into the Loch Ness Monster. And the thing that wasn't weird about that, or the thing that was weirder than that, was it was 14 million to one. And I thought, how did they get the number 14 million to one? So for you, what is the most bizarre prop? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, there's been a ton over the years. I think some of the ones I've enjoyed the most are, like, how many times will the broadcast um, you know, show this person in the booth. I think the Mannings, I've bet on them a number of times, you know, like what years after they've been in the Super Bowl where they've been as guests. So that is kind of an, a crazy sweat because you're sitting there the entire time, you're sweating out bets in the actual game, and then you're 
you, you know, you're trying to send telepathic messages to the technical director that he'll cut up to one of the Mannings so you can hit your over one and a half. For you, if you could share it with us, uh, Sean, the best hit you ever had and then the biggest bath you ever took. Oh, wow. All right, let's see. Well, I mean, the biggest hit I ever hit uh, was actually not technically um, sports gambling. It's daily fantasy, but, I mean, Again, you're putting in money and you're trying to win money on sports. So I consider it sports gambling. The state of California doesn't for some reason. Um, so, yeah, it, it was uh, 2017 NFL Week 1. I did one of those DraftKings million-dollar maker lineups. Um, you know, after the morning games, I was sitting in first place. Uh, I'm sitting there on a million dollars because million goes to first place. I'm watching the game. And uh, this quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, Scott Tolzien, throws a pick six. So <laughs> the guy behind me, the guy behind me had the Colts or had the Rams defense. He shoots up to second place. He's nipping at my heels. Then Scott Tolzien throws another pick six and knocks me down from first place to second place. I end up cashing out second place, $200,000. So kind of my biggest bath and biggest win in one beat there because it's really hard to throw two pick sixes in a game. Uh, Andy Dalton just did it this year. It's pretty rare. So, you know, I won $200,000, but the gambler in me feels like I lost $800,000. Wow. The former Badger <laughs> quarterback. Phil, yeah. can I ask how much you laid down to get to 200? Yeah. So this is one of those crazy, uh, contests where there's, there were 270,000 people in the contest. So I bet, 20 bucks um, for the lineup that cashed me 200 grand. Wow. So let's say someone is new to this. They kind of feel like, you know, I really like to try it. I always feel like I picked the right team. Uh, what, how, how would you suggest them getting started? Yeah, I mean, obviously if you're in a, a state or, uh, I mean, again, even if you're in a state where it's not, um, they don't have the traditional regulated markets, you can find some websites um, pretty easily that are pretty reliable, um, shop around for that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, uh, to your point, yeah, you know, start with just uh, watching some NFL games. I mean, the early advice I would say for people looking to bet on the games are one, um, always look to play the underdog when in doubt, if you're like, Hey, I want to bet, you know, 20 bucks on this game on Thanksgiving, which way should I lean? Always when in doubt, look to play the underdog and then look to play, um, the opposite of who everyone else is betting on. So again, if you're at Thanksgiving and everyone's saying, Oh, take the Cowboys, take the Cowboys. I'm betting the house on the Cowboys, take the opposite team. Because in, in general, if the public, like the betting public is all on one side, you're historically doing pretty well. I think right now it's like 65% um, as far as like fading the public. So, you know, ask around, see who everyone likes, and then bet the opposite. That's a good place to start. Not bad. I have less than a minute. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time, and I remember about 20 years ago I talked to a gambling guy on the air, and he said, in the NFL, if you get double digits, it doesn't matter. Just take it. And I was thinking about that with the Redskins. Sorry, what are they called? The Commanders and the <laughs> Eagles, 11. And I thought, they're not going to win that by 11. And, and Washington won outright. Do you have any kind of uh, – rules like that or you don't want to get caught in like a you know a catchphrase yeah i mean i i think you know he's definitely on to something double digit dogs have been great this season they're great historically dogs in general have been great this season i think dogs 
uh, over four points have been like 63%. One uh, that we always like to do on our show, it's called the Close Your Eyes Special. So it's if a team underperforms the spread by 21 points and then the next week they're getting points, that's a good team to bet on. So if a team gets totally blown out or, you know, like in the case of the Eagles, they're a huge favorite, they end up losing by a bunch, and then they're getting points the next week, usually it means that's going to be inflated, right? Because the, the market thinks, like, this team completely stinks. We see this all the time. We saw it with the Colts. Everyone spent the entire week going, oh, they have this joke head coach. Uh, there's no way he's going to figure out a way to win. He was just on his couch doing TV spots, you know, a week ago, and then he shows up and wins. So, you know, the, the close your eyes special is a great one. So if the team underperforms the spread by 21 points, you're getting points the next week. Always take that team. There he is, Sean Green, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Sean, thanks for your insights. Congratulations on everything you got going, and we'll catch up down the road. All right. Appreciate it, as always. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back with Stanford kicker Josh Carty. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. 
That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. Teams have four attempts to move the ball 10 yards. So if you see a graphic on your screen that says first and 10, that means it's the team's first attempt to get 10 yards. crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. All right. Uh, In college football, the best kicker every year wins the Lou the Toe Groza Award. Of course, uh, Lou Groza was a little bit before my day. Big, fat, 260-pound lineman for the Cleveland Browns. But the guy straight on kickers before this they call it soccer style but this is the award it's very prestigious and uh they're going to be giving it out in uh, palm beach county on december 5th on espn this will be the home depot college football awards on thursday december 8th and we have our semifinals and uh semifinalists and uh, one of them joins us right now he's down on the farm and it is uh, stanford kicker josh carty Josh, welcome to the show. Do do people realize that it's actually harder to kick field goals in college than the pros because the hashes are much wider apart? Hi there. Um, nice to meet you, Rick. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, a little nuanced, and that's the difference between the college and the pros, that the uh, the, the pro hashes are, are right on the uprights. Um, but at the same time, I think the college uprights are slightly wider. Um, so it probably evens out, um, and there's probably a, a ton of other factors too. But yeah, they're, they're very similar, and they have a a couple differences that that make it harder and and easier. But uh, yeah, honored to be here, and thanks for having me. Yeah, that's true. If you miss a, a kick on the farm, you might have a guy in like a cashmere V-neck red sweater go, ah, damn it! And if you do it in the pros, the whole fan base hates you. It's a little bit different pressure, huh? Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, I honestly, uh, try not to think about that too much. Uh, just try and make the kicks for the guys on the team and, and get the dub at the end of the day. When you, and, uh, is it jinxing you like saying the pitcher has a no hitter? Is it a jinx when I say, well, I'm going to, uh, you can blame me when I say you haven't missed yet. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely a jinx. My dad, <laughs> my dad j- jokes with me all the time saying like, oh, like, what are you going to have to do to, to get rid of this jinx, get rid of this jinx from like every time there's like a, a graphic or a, someone makes a comment. But I mean, there's a point where you can be jinxed. I, I like to think of it that you can be jinxed so many times that it like unjinxes yourself. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, but I appreciate it. So growing up down Tobacco Road, uh, coming to the the Harvard of the West, um, it's a long way to go. Um, what were your other choices? Did you maybe think about staying in the ACC? Yeah, so I had kind of three main choices. One was Stanford, which was you know peak academics, peak athletics. The other was Georgia, which was peak athletics, um, not. <laughs> not wonderful academics, you know, not not bad academics, but you know, not Stanford. And uh, yeah, and, that, and then the last one was UNC, which was uh, you know good good academics, decent uh, athletics, and uh, very close to home. So there were like three different options. Obviously, I chose the one farthest from home, um, but you know, would would make that decision again over and over again. Uh, this is where I want to be. By the way, when you go to the NFL, knock on wood, you're not hurt, but when you go to the NFL, you can pick number zero, and people will ask you why, and you say, because I'm Cardi O. Cardi O? Yeah. Could you try that's, that? Uh, <laughs> I actually have a, a couple of different nicknames, if you want to hear them. Sure. I, uh, the most common is Cardi Party, I would say. <laughs> um, back in high school, it just kind of started whenever we had a field goal attempts like instead of calling field goal on the sidelines like the players and even the coaches they would say just cardi party and everybody knew what that meant wow and the field goal, the field goal team would kind of trot out uh, i also get playboy cardi and cardi b a lot <laughs> well it's better than you know uh, taking off the field on a cardi <laughs> right yeah <laughs> don't don't want that don't want that uh so i'm gonna call a fake how's your arm <laughs> it's ready to go <laughs> uh, no, I, um, are you sure about I, that uh, it's not gary your premium you're sure about that right <laughs> yeah i i have a lot more confidence in my arm than than uh than my coaches have in my arm let's just say <laughs> so uh do you have a uh a ritual uh, the niners used to have this guy ray Worshing, who would never ever ever look at the uprights he thought that that was a jinx and you know two steps back two to the side i mean do you have little uh you know uh, rituals or do you just kick it i think i've definitely gotten rid of a lot of rituals that i've used to have i i definitely think four or five years ago definitely in high school there would be things that were super silly like what socks i wore like what underwear i wore how i tied my shoes um when i tied my shoes what I drank on the sidelines right before I went out. And then I kind of just, you know, had a wake-up call and phased a lot of that stuff out. So I try not to be like that anymore. Well, you could go to an OCD class and tell people how to get at all that, right? I I honestly think a lot of a lot of kickers are probably very OCD, <laughs> I, would, I would venture to say. All right. Also, Shauna, the uh, punter got hurt. Can you go out there and punt? <laughs> Yeah, I, I can. Um, we got another guy uh, who, who would punt before I would, but you know, if if, if both of them got hurt, 
I, I would be able to. It probably would not be very pretty, but it would definitely get from point A to point B. Uh, I have a uh, former colleague I used to work with, Mike McLaughlin. He was a starter there four years at center, and he hated the tree. And one time they were going out, and the tree said, put on your game face. He head-butted the tree with his helmet. He complained to Coach Willingham. Uh, and the tree has been suspended lately. Do you think the tree is hilarious, or are you uh, you have other feelings about the Stanford tree? Yeah, I feel like the tree is like synonymous, you know, with the Stanford band. And personally, I kind of like it a lot. You know, they're very quirky. They're they're very different than you know pretty much any other band and mascot in the nation. I like it. You know, it's different. It's 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 fun. I I think. Um, not everybody might agree with me, but personally, I kind of like it. And uh, you're talking about, you know, getting into it with the with the mascot a little bit with uh, your friend McLaughlin. Um, I would say there's there's been quite a few times. So so before games and and at halftime, the, there's uh, you know there's band performances and and there's performances uh, and people on the field and stuff. And as a kicker and as a specialist, you're trying to get on the field and the five or ten minutes before the game and, and at halftime before the second half and, and, you know, get some reps, make sure you're still warm and stuff. And there's been a couple incidents in the years past where uh, a couple of Stanford specialists have, like, hit a band member or two, and that's that's not <laughs> that's not very good. Um, <laughs> there's been a lot of different, different experiences with, uh, you know, mascots and bands. So, also, um, if it doesn't work out in the NFL, are you going to medical school at Chapel Hill? What's the plan? Um, so, I'm, I'm majoring in computer science here, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get a master's in uh, management, uh, science and engineering. So, we'll see. I, I don't particularly like blood and guts, so <laughs> I don't think I'm going to become a doctor. That's why, I, that's, why like, you're, that's why you're not a linebacker, right? <laughs> yeah, that's not that's why I'm not a linebacker, right? Um, but you know, we'll see. Maybe something technological, technologically savvy, or maybe in the business world. Um, hopefully, something that makes a lot of money. Josh, uh, Josh Cardi will all be working for him someday. But first, he is a semifinalist for the Lou Groza Award, and as I mentioned, that's going to be taking place on December eighth at the Home Depot College Football Awards. He kicks off. He's fourth in the nation in kickoffs. He has not missed a PAT. He has not missed a field goal. We're not talking chip shots. We're talking uh, most of them over 40 yards, 153 yards. What more can he do to win the award? Josh, best of luck. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. All right, good stuff. And um, I thought it was interesting when he said uh, Cardi Party because – there was uh, a lot of times in special teams uh, in high school, our coach would call special teams little people. And so whenever there was you know time for a kickoff, a touchdown, whatever, he'd go, all right, little people, little people. And I thought, you're not, you're not really helping the people. Because I always kind of feel like in the pros, people are like, I'll do kickoff, whatever it is to stay. But like in college and high school, it's like, oh, kickoff team. <laughs> I did plenty of that. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back with Nick Carparelli.
What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Paz Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Paz Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Paz reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Paz. It's good medicine. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. At the United States Postal Service, we're here to deliver fast and reliable service to help you get holiday ready. We offer free package pickup and deliver free shipping supplies to your address. So whether you're in Garland, Texas, Rudolph, Wisconsin, or anywhere in between, we're making it easier for you to spread festive cheer this holiday season. USPS, delivering for America. For all your holiday needs, including info about free shipping supplies, free package pickup availability and restrictions, go to usps.com holidays. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. All right. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the show. We're waiting on our guest. And when we get him, we'll throw him on the air. Yesterday, a producer at uh, 
KMBR said, hey, can you come on with Tolbert and Copes and talk World Cup? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And they go, great, great, all right, all right. And they go, never mind, we got Joe Cannon. That's who Tolbert wants. And I'm like, all right. He goes, well, it, it, it's not that he didn't want you. He says he wants you too. It's just, uh, I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> I'd love to have somebody <clears throat> say, how come you're not loyal to 95.7? I haven't worked there since 2019. Uh, as they say in the business, it's been a minute. All right. But welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome Nick Carparelli. He's executive director, bowl season, and uh, widely respected in college football. Carparelli, uh, three decades of senior leadership in athletic and a proven success in uh, athletic departments uh, as well. Nick, uh, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit more. How do you, how do you work with the the ads and and some of these uh, programs across the country? Well, first of all, thanks thanks for having me on. Um, as you know, you know bowl season, uh, which is right around the corner, touches a lot of people. You know, it uh, has a great impact on the communities that host the games. Obviously, the student athletes that have been playing in these games for for over a hundred years now. Um, each individual bowl game, you know, has agreements with conferences to provide a team each year. Um, you know, I oversee the the entire system. I help market and promote, you know, this great American tradition. So, you know, throughout the year, we take opportunities whenever we can to uh, communicate with the athletic directors and the coaches. You know, I personally uh, attend all of the conference meetings in the off season, typically in in May, as well as their media days in in July. Uh, to to you know visit with those coaches and those athletic directors, make sure we're doing what they want us to do during bowl season, which is to create a, a great experience and a memorable experience for the student athletes. Um, you know they're they're a big part of this puzzle. Obviously, they're they're, they're the ones who play in these games and coach in these games. So uh, anytime we have an opportunity to be around those people uh, is is a good thing. You know, when I think about bowls, uh, obviously the the old New Year's Six, rose orange sugar cotton peach and then fiesta i guess from the 70s and then i think about bowls like the sun bowl the gator bowl the citrus bowl but then you start getting into the maybe holiday bowl then you start getting into the weeds and it seems like every bowl after that is either the name of a city or a uh, a, an institution a company a sponsor and even those other big games obviously are going to have their sponsors uh uh, as well, do you feel like the field is too watered down? That there are too many bowls, especially when there are you know a lot of six-win teams in there. Well, it's a good question. I think it's important to remember that the bowl system is almost an enti- almost entirely a market-driven system. No one is forcing these communities to host these games. No one is forcing teams to participate in them. But they're 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 both willing participants. So. You know, the number of bowl games has grown, you know, to, you know, the, the Rose Bowl was the first in 1902. In 1940, there were only five games. You, you mentioned uh, those games. Uh, there was only 20 in 19, in 2000. Uh, and here we are a little over 20 years later, and there's, there's, there's 43 games. So I think that number has grown uh, organically. It's grown out of uh, demand, and it's grown out of desire for, for teams to participate in them. Uh, if the day comes where um, – less and less teams uh, have a desire to participate in bowl games, and that number will go down. But I don't foresee that happening in, in, in anytime soon. I remember as a kid, uh, you know, we had the blue-gray game, which was usually on Christmas. That wasn't a bowl game, but like the blue bonnet bowl. And now we have things that um, I'll need your help on this. What is a Gasparilla with the, Gasp- <laughs> the Gasparilla bowl? Yeah. 
Well, actually, I'm glad you asked that one and use that as an example because that's a great example and a good story, actually. You know, the um, all the bowl games you mentioned, and, and, and even, the, even the most of the newer ones, um, if you think about their name, it, it, it does reflect something about who they are, uh, where they're where they're located, uh, the people in their community. You know, Gasparilla is in a is an annual event in the Tampa Bay area. Um, there's a there's a history of, of, of pirates and 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 uh, I mean maybe a lot of it is lore, but it's uh, the pirate community. You see that at the Raymond James Stadium where the Bucks play the big pirate ship in the end zone. That's a big part of them. They have this Gasparilla Day parade every year, where people go out and, and drink and have fun. And there, there's there's uh, you know floats uh, going down the water and, and people dressed up in pirate costume. And it's really a big part of their culture here. So what that game tried to do is exactly what you're saying. Some of the older bowls did, did is is find a way to connect with their community, which every bowl tries to do as best they can. But um, the Gasparilla Bowl, uh, you know, found uh, yeah you know, latched onto that tradition in this, in the Tampa Bay area and named the game that. So I think that's actually a, a pretty cool story. And you're going to see that game grow because of that. I'm convinced. Got more questions for Nick Carparelli, executive, executive director of bowl season. Um, I remember it was, I don't know, five, six years ago, they started having the Bahamas bowl at Nassau and, like last year, that'd be, that'd be a pretty one, pretty good one to go to. Well, that that's what I was thinking. You're at Middle Tennessee, you're at Toledo, you're you know kind of a smaller school, and then Toledo and the MAC is playing in the snow. I mean, how fun is you get that you get to do that? That's much better than than some of these other choices. Uh, have you been to a Bahamas Bowl? I have not been to, to the, the Bahamas Bowl game itself. I was I was. Uh, in the Bahamas, where they play the game, as you know, when when the game was being put together years ago, um, and and you're 100 percent right. It's a great destination. It's a great um, experience for those student athletes. And you know, I I, I I talk about this a lot. You know, there are there's a lot of reasons to play in bowl games and to host bowl games, and they do not all have to factor into the national championship equation for them to be meaningful and memorable. College football is unique, as you know. It's not designed to have a lot of postseason participation. It can't. There's only so many games a student athlete can play. But those those you know football players across the country deserve those opportunities. You know, you think about other sports where we're we're being in the basketball season now, and where where are these basketball teams going to play in the next few weeks? They're going to play in they're going to play in the Bahamas. They're going to play in Orlando. They're going to play in Hawaii, Las Vegas, and in all these cool destinations. You know, those basketball teams go on foreign tours in the summer uh, to different countries and, and, and scrimmage teams there. You know, every sport in college athletics has those kind of opportunities, uh, except football. For, for, for college football, bowl games is that opportunity to have that unique experience. And then, you know, as I mentioned, the Bahamas Bowl, very, very small stadium. But, like, if you go to Montgomery, Alabama, the Camellia Bowl is at the Crampton Bowl. Like, don't get too confused, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I think the you know the, I think the Crampton Bowl is, is is unique and well known in that community. Probably doesn't translate nationally, so so obviously they came up with a with a name. Uh, obviously, the camellias are are indigenous to to that area, so that was an appropriate name for them for sure. Now let's talk about the swag because I played college football in the '80s, you know, and now uh, you'll hear about it a bowl game. 
you know, a, a TV, a Best Buy, a $500 gift card, a PS5, a mountain bike, an iPad, and then some bowls you're like, all I get is a commemorative watch, which normally would have been a really cool thing. Uh, the thing I love about it is that the ninth string long snapper gets the same that the Heisman Trophy winner gets. Everybody gets the same bag. I like that. Um, is that something that you police, or is that just whatever's clever for each bowl? Yeah, no, we don't police that at all. I mean, there's, I mean, every bowl game's unique, so for the most part, they, you know, they make their own decisions about those kind of things. And I think the gifts, you know, uh, re- reflect that. I, I think you're, you're 100 right. There's some, some really, uh, you know, exciting, fun gift uh, that the players get. There's uh, as part of the package. There's, there's always some kind of gear that has the bowl logo on it that the student athletes wear proudly. And, and oftentimes, there's there's things, uh, there's gifts that are unique to that area. Uh, that are that are kind of keepsakes. So there, there, there. Uh, as you said, there's no no such thing as a bad gift uh, when when you're getting it, getting it uh, for participating in a bowl game. Now, do you also do the do the uh, D two and the D three bowls too? Um, no, no. Those are uh, no, those are not. Uh, I believe they have some games called. You know, they use the word bowl, but they're you know as we know those are not traditional uh, bowl games as we think of them. And then, of course, with the college football playoff system, things have changed a little bit. I mean, growing up, I always knew the Big Ten champ would play the Pac-10 champ in the in the Rose Bowl. Is that good with you that they kind of just, uh, you know, uh, say this year the champion, national championships at the Sugar or the Peach or the Orange just kind of spread the wealth? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's, it's important to us that the uh, college football playoff remains integrated into the bowl system. And, and as we know, the the two semifinal games this year will be in the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl, uh, and that rotates uh, every year. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely important. Bowl games are really part of the entire postseason system, whether they're part of the national championship equation or not, uh, depending on what type of team you are, what type of program you are, where you are in your development. And then I just think, finally, you, you look at the, these big bowls and the sponsors, Capital One, Allstate, Goodyear, Chick-fil-A, Verbo, is that something that you handle as well? Because we're talking big money there. Yeah, no, those are at that level. Those are done, you know, by the bowl organization in conjunction with uh, the television partner, which in, in all those instances is ESPN. Uh, obviously, the, there's a big part of that corporate partnership element is the annual exposure during the game itself and leading up to it. So that's really a uh, a partnership between the sponsoring agency, the bowl game, and ESPN. Nick Carparelli, Executive Director of Bowl Season. Thanks for coming on, and uh, let's catch up down the road. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you in a second right here on Sports Byline.
Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. You spent over a decade in the Middle East, and I just wanted to say... And I'm a great fan of your work. Well, thank you I, very I, much. Don't for that. interrupt me, please. Thank you. <laughs> what did I just say? Do you know who I am? Must be crazy. Use a DOG. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. All right. Thank you for that. We still got two more hours. Two more hours. Two more hours. Black Dahlia will be in uh, studio. Uh, I just tweeted out the picture the last time he was in here. 
nine years ago. It's 2013. Wow. Uh, but uh, he's the uh, front man for the dwarves. Yeah, that's right. Rick, I'm uh, offended by that. I'm sorry to have offended you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> while we were sleeping, um, we actually had a, uh, a significant trade in Major League Baseball. The Mariners, of course, who finally made the playoffs after, what, 16 years? They have obtained all-star outfielder Teoscar Hernandez from the Blue Jays. They have traded left-handed relief pitcher Eric Swanson and lefty prospect Adam Macko. And Hernandez was going to be a free agent after next year. This year he hit 267 with 25 home runs, six steals. But it gives the Mariners another middle-of-the-order bat who could slot into a corner outfield spot. The Mariners are expected to trade Jesse Winker this winter, or Winker, which means you'll have Hernandez and then Julio Rodriguez, the rookie of the year, uh, share pieces of the outfield. They could potentially bring back Santa Clara's Mitch Hanniger, or maybe Jared Kalenic might actually not swing and miss at every breaking pitch that he sees. But uh, Swanson had the best season of his uh, career, 57 appearances with one start and a 1.68 ERA. Uh, he is under control through 2025. Mako is 21 years old. He's a small guy, but a left-hander who struck out 14.1 batters per nine innings in the minor leagues this year. And uh, they say he has a very flat release point, which means you can get a really high-grade curveball out of stuff like that. Baseball America ranks him as the eighth prospect in the uh, Mariners' uh, system. So this is not a, a throwaway uh, winter trade. This is a real hot stove uh, type of thing. And if you are the uh, Blue Jays and you feel like you have enough power up and down their lineup, which I think they do, if you think about uh, Vlad Jr. and um, uh, Bichette and uh, some of these other guys they have on that team, uh, you slot in a guy like Swanson into the uh, bullpen, and uh, this kid Mako maybe in the rotation. 14.1 batters struck out per nine. That's uh, that's pretty ludicrous. Ludicrous. All right, John Wertheim of Sports Illustrated, also Fox Sports, Ben Valletta and David Sikorjak will join us. And then, as I mentioned, Blag in studio. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Byline. Radio News with Tim Berg. A stray air defense missile suspected to be launched by Ukraine landed in Polish farmland on Tuesday. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin says Russia is to blame, even though they may not have set off.
the world knows that Russia bears ultimate responsibility for this incident. President Joe Biden stated that the missile was most likely not launched by Russia and didn't jump to make rash judgments. After receiving a challenge from Florida Senator Rick Scott, Kentucky Republican Senator Mitch McConnell has been reelected as the Republican leader, even after the party says it underperformed during the midterm elections. Senator Mitch McConnell says he's not mad at the challenge, as anyone within the Senate is allowed to be the Republican leader. I'm not in any way offended by having an opponent or having a few votes in opposition. House lawmakers are calling on FTX executives to testify before Congress. The House Financial Services Committee will hold a rare bipartisan hearing next month on the crypto exchange's collapse. FTX recently filed for bankruptcy and is facing questions over reports that billions in customer assets were moved into Bankman Freed's trading company, Alameda Research. The man accused of killing three University of Virginia football players on Sunday appeared in court for the first time Wednesday via video. Commonwealth attorney for Albemarle County, Jim Hingley, says he wants to avoid pretrial publicity because this is a difficult case. I don't want to make a public statement why this is a difficult case. I, I think it speaks for itself. Two other students, including another football player, were wounded in the attack. You're listening to USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous Previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Several sheriff's recruits are injured after they were hit by an SUV during a morning run. We have five immediate critical patients, four moderate, and 14 minor. It happened around 6.30 a.m. local time while a large group of recruits was running in the city of Whittier, about 20 miles east of downtown L.A. A suspect has been taken into custody. NASA is giving a thumbs up after an early morning launch. NASA has successfully launched its Artemis 1 moon rocket following a number of delays. The overnight launch from Kennedy Space Center marks the first step in returning Americans to the moon and eventually going all the way to Mars. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. Xbox says it has cracked down on content millions more times in 2020 than it did last year. The gaming brand said its new approach is cracking down on content yielded 4.8 million proactive enforcement actions in 2022's first six months 
compared with fewer than 1 million in all of last year. Enforcement actions typically involve a temporary suspension preventing someone from playing a game, according to the report. The inauthentic accounts sought to manipulate players with spam, attempted to cheat at games, inflated friend and follower numbers, and did other things that would create uneven playing fields for gamers. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firms online at CordellCordell.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Online at CordellCordell.com. CordellCordell.com. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. You know, I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> Where's this going? And I just got back into my studio and bless the guy who was in here. Bless his little heart. Uh, the microphone was pointing directly down, which must have meant he was talking to it like someone was feeding him grapes. It was like, I don't know if you can see me on Twitch right now, but it would be like him going like... Uh. Yeah, well, you see, and whatever their topic was, Measure 29 is going to go ahead and put $300 million of tax money earmarked for the cattle industry into water distribution into the Central Valley irrigation system. But that's why Proposition 52 will block it because of the... I think the only thing more boring than talking politics would be like talking finances <clears throat> or lawyers and law and all that. Talking lawyers. <laughs> That's always really lame as well. <clears throat> uh, coming up this hour, John Wertheim from SI. David Sikoriak, his new book, Fans Have More Friends. Black Dahlia in studio. Also a rumor I just said that uh, Teoscar Hernandez traded from Toronto to Seattle 
And so now the rumor is, according to John Paul Baseball, John Morosi, MLB Network, a friend, yeah, that now the Blue Jays want to get Brandon Nimmo from the New York Mets. Wow. Look at that. Yeah, not just look at that, but look at that. By the way, the Padres gave Nick Martinez $26 million, so that right-hander will be hanging around as well. Just a couple of news from the hot stove. Yeah, that's right. I remember last year I tweeted out a live picture of the A's hot stove, and it was a um, one of those little ovens with the light bulb, and I already forget what they're called now. Easy Bake Oven, that's what it was. And it's, it's just too easy to do. Low-hanging fruit, can't do it. I need winners, can't do it. I'm Rick Tittle, come on back. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross-country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328-800-293-0328-800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. 
We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's great to welcome back to the show John Wertheine, and he's here to talk about something that he has been the executive producer for. It's called uh, Rivals. It's a uh, documentary between Ohio State and Michigan. John, welcome back to the show. And I remember talking to a girl in the 80s, when I was in Ohio, and she said, I went to, you know, uh, I was in Oxford at Miami University. I can't stand uh, Ohio State, but it's in my blood to despise Michigan. Everyone in Ohio does. I never really realized that before. It's pretty intense, and it's um, it's, it's funny. I mean, here, here are these two states, kind of similar, similar size, border each other, same part of the country, a lot of overlap. And yet, if you say, I, I like Ohio State, that says something very different than uh, I, I like Michigan. And um, for all the similarities, there is uh, a fierce dividing line. When I was growing up and st- first started watching this stuff in the 70s, it was Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler. Those, even if you're, I think, 12 years old, those names still just resonate, don't they? Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I didn't realize until we got into this project the overlap between the two of them. Uh, so we, you know, we talk about how these are two schools that aren't far away and they border each other. And um, I didn't realize that, that Bo Schembler, Beckler basically got his start on the staff of, of Woody Hayes. Um, you know, it sort of has, has graduated and, you know, it's, it's Ur- Ur- Urban Meyer and, uh, uh, you know, and then now Joe, Jim Harbaugh on the other side. I mean, obviously sort of, this is a rivalry that uh, evolves and the cast characters are evolved but yeah i mean you, you've got two guys on opposite sidelines woody hayes and bo Schembechler, and you're you're halfway down the uh the, the rivalry hole right there so for you uh, you know you think about uh, where these teams are now and for a long time in recent history in the last decade it was all buckeyes and and uh, jim harbaugh was was kind of you know uh, teased and how long will he hold on to his job kind of finally getting to the promised land last year in the rivalry but this year you got georgia and then you got those two and now tcu is hanging around but there they are those two teams again and and hopefully when they they meet they'll both be undefeated yeah i mean we we went into this project more than a year ago and it was sort of like well the rivalry is a little bit lopsided but it's been going on for more than 100 years and this sort of encapsulates what we're trying to do with this this rivalry series, um, you know, we, we did not know they would have this, this crazy game in the snow in Ann Arbor last year, and we certainly didn't know when we scheduled to uh, air this. We would have 
two two undefeated teams with you know national title uh, implications and two two versus three. Um, so yeah, I mean it's things we, we we got a little lucky with this one, but you know I mean I, I think that's kind of the nature of rivalry too. I mean if if it's always a blowout, it's it's not a rivalry. But you kind of have these swings in momentum, and you have these you have these weird streaks. I mean, Michigan in the early 1900s won like 12 games in a row, and then uh, obviously, you know, re- recently anyway, it's been it's been an awful lot of Ohio State until last year. I think I think what you said too. I mean, you know, you, you can have a look at Auburn, Alabama this year. I mean, you know, it, it can be a rough season for Auburn, but if you win that rivalry game, you'll salvage your season, and that's kind of an angle to this as well. But uh, yeah, this year stakes. Stakes are higher than ever. Uh, two, two versus three. I remember years ago I had Amani Toomer on the show, and and he went to De La Salle out here in the East Bay, and in, in, in uh, where I live in the Bay Area, and and it wasn't like you know Tom Brady when he was at Sarah High, his his dad basically just sent out VHS tapes everywhere. But Amani Toomer could have gone anywhere. He said I picked Michigan because of the academics and. I'm sure they have great academics, but I've never heard anybody say that before. I always just figure you want to be in the the maize and blue and play for the the, the Wolverines. Uh, when did you take a look at that? Because we we sometimes forget that, that they are student athletes. You know, it's it's part of what goes into this this rivalry as well, and something that we kept hearing over and over again from from the Ohio State contingent is sort of like, oh, Michigan, it's snooty. They think they're better than us. They think they're a superior academic school. Um, so I, I think it's, it's definitely part of sort of what undergirds this, that, that Ohio State sort of has this image of the Michigan man and the Harvard of the Midwest and sort of this element of academics is part of, um, it's sort of part of the dimensions of this, this whole rivalry. Well, I played Division Two football in the 80s, and I remember we were going on the road to play UC Santa Barbara, and I was going to miss a test, and so I asked my professor, can I take it before? And he said, no, then you'll tell your friends what's on it. And I said, well, can I take it when I get back? And he said, no, then your friends will tell you what's on it. And I'm like, well, what happens? He goes, if you're not here, you get an F. And I said, you know, if I was at Ohio State, somebody would take this test for me. And that was, <laughs> that was, a, little, that was a little out of hand, right? That, that may have been a line cross, but I, I think in the in the grand scheme of rivalry, uh, that's kind of in keeping with the uh, in keeping with the vibe. I mean, part of what we were trying to do in this whole series, and I mean, honestly, the, the backstory of this has sort of started in tennis with uh, with a documentary we did for Tennis Channel on, on Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal, and then we sort of said, wait a second, a lot of what we're hearing is so universal to to all rivalries, not not just in sports, um, but something that's interesting to us about rivalry is that. You know, you, you, if you're a Michigan fan, you hate Ohio State. You, you love it when Ohio State loses. You sort of got all that, and it's it's a lot of sort of fierce competition and tribalism. But I think deep down, you respect the other school and you're happy that they exist. And I think that there's some level, there's this appreciation that yeah, when Michigan plays Ohio State, it's different than when Michigan plays Purdue. And part of it is we're giving each other grief, and it's it's cheap shots and jokes and, you know, uh, what, what has three teeth and lives in Columbus, Ohio. It's a lot of that. But I, I think there <laughs> is this kind of, I, I don't know, this sort of grudging respect underneath it all. But, yeah, this game against Ohio State, this game against Michigan, it's kind of special. It feels different than when we play Maryland and we play Iowa. And I think that um, it's kind of this, this combination of, like, on the one hand, there's this, this fierce divisions and tribalism, and you, you're one side or the other, and you're never uh, you're never sort of ambivalent. But I also think there is this kind of, you're, you're bracketed together. There is this kind of fondness and this, this grudging respect. 
I remember one from the 80s. It was, why? Uh, how come a Michigan girl has never been possessed by the devil? Because the devil is evil, not desperate. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. By the way, before I let you go, <laughs> you can use that. Um, I know you're a big tennis guy, and last week in studio with me, for a full hour, I had Dick Gould, and uh, he, oh, wow. yeah, he had written a new book, and it was fascinating to. He basically had his former players write it for him. He just sent them this questionnaire about, like, you know, he always thought he was a great coach just because he had great players, but he was trying to knock knock down what it was about him. And so uh, I'll just put this to you on a pro level. You know, you're not allowed to coach during a match, whatever, but you'll see, you know, at Wimbledon, what have you, the the former player who's now a coach, you know, the Brad Gilberts of the world, screaming things. Are those just, like, in your mind, reminders? Like, don't foot fault or, you know, you're you're bringing your elbow up. I mean, what are they, what is a coach doing at that point? You know, these coaches have gotten really good. You're talking about during the match. Yeah. You know, you're technically, um, you know, at least on the men, you're not, you're not allowed to coach during a match. But mm-hmm. they're really good at knowing exactly sort of what to say and how to say it. Some of it is just, you know, Brad Gilbert always used to wear those sunglasses. So, you know, no one would catch him rolling his eyes. It sort of added this, this mystique. But... Some of it is just knowing what buttons to push. You know, I mean, I think, honestly, sometimes, you know, if you say, I think, you know, it, w- it wouldn't be hard to do a little bit of coaching with what you with what you say, but I think some of it is just, it's, you know, some players need to hear it. Some players don't want their coach saying a word. Sometimes a coach can say, keep fighting, and it's exactly what they want to hear, and then they say it to the next player they coach, and they get yelled at for it. It's just, it's such an intense relationship. Um, it just totally depends on the player. I mean, so some some players don't want to hear anything, and other players get furious if someone in their cheering section has gone up and gone to the restroom because they look over there and they need order and they're not seeing someone and their mind's wandering. <laughs> um, ten, tennis players are interesting cats, and individual sports are obviously kind of a, a different dynamic to begin with. But then you add in the fact that the coach who you're paying money to isn't actually coaching while you're playing. And um, it sort of adds it adds a wrinkle to that. But much see, Dick Gould was smart because he just said, "Listen, I'm, I'm going to be a college coach, and uh, I don't have to travel 30 weeks a year, <laughs> and I've got a bunch of impressionable 19 year olds I'm giving scholarships to. That's that's different than uh, paying paying Brad Gilbert and taking him on the road and then getting upset because he doesn't say keep fighting with quite the right uh, tone <laughs> in his voice." Great stuff, as always, from John Wertheim from Sports Illustrated in 60 Minutes, creating the Rivals documentary concept, launching uh, now with uh, Ohio State and Michigan. John, always good stuff. Thanks for coming on, man. You got it. Anytime. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Byline. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. 
the only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218 800-950-8218 That's 800-950-8218 Paid for by Want to Sell Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family you never imagined it would come to this Instead of living your dreams you're living with debt In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Tittle always goes commando. All right. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. The lines are available at 1-800-878-PLAY. <clears throat> uh, Pro Wagering's Noah Parker will join us uh, in an, about 45 minutes to talk NBA. Block Dahlia in an hour will be right here in studio again nine years ago. It's hard to believe. It's been since the front man for the uh, Dwarves uh, was here. He'll be at City Light, uh, City Lights Books right up the street here on the corner of uh, Columbus and uh, 
I guess it's Jack Kerouac Alley there. In between Vesuvio and him, it goes from Grant Street to Columbus. <clears throat> it's a good place to take a picture if you want to get the... If you're going to San Fran... One of those deals. And uh, we'll also be joined by author David Sikoriak uh, in the next segment. But these lines are available now, 1-800-878-PLAY. And I need to get back to the United States national soccer team going to the World Cup because the teams have been named. And everybody right now is in Qatar. And the USA is playing Wales on Monday. The World Cup gets underway on Sunday. These are my predictions. And I tweeted them and put them on Facebook. The first game against Wales... We're going to give up an early goal. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. Then we'll give up a late goal, and we're going to lose 2-0. England will be a boat race. We'll be down 3 nothing at the half. They'll open the second half with another quick goal. They'll take their foot off the gas, and then a late corner. Somebody else will nod it in, and it'll be 5 nothing. And then against Iran, which is not a slouch, uh, I predict we do get our one goal, Brian McBride, France 98, and we draw. So we don't come home 0-3 like we did in France. Uh, but this is a pathetic team that we're taking. And you, uh, our buddy Tom Viola said the most talented team in World Cup history. So <clears throat> just going over again, Christian Pulisic on the forward line. Look good, looks good in CONCACAF, but he can't even get regular minutes at Chelsea. Weston McKinney, um, you know, a defensive midfielder, will push it forward. Uh, not a big fan. Timothy Weah loved his dad. <laughs> Jesus Ferreira, we talked about him the other day. Um, he wants to be a cheetah, and uh, this is a guy playing for FC Dallas. Uh, Josh Sargent playing in the championship in England with Norwich, the Canaries of Carrow Road, East Anglia. Do we need to get in it? Um, <clears throat> very streaky player, only 22 years old. And Haji Wright from uh, Antalyaspor in Turkey, a guy who has only played three times for the United States, keeping out Ricardo Pepe, Jordan Pifok, and others uh, up front. <clears throat> Goalkeeper, not Zach Steffen, which is the biggest shock of all. Greg Burhalter said it was heartbreaking to call him and tell him he wasn't going. He's not even third string. Matt Turner will be the starter, uh, I suppose. But uh, Ethan Horvath, who was the hero of that Nations League final against Mexico in the penalty shootout, and then Sean Johnson, the 33-year-old goalkeeper for New York City FC who will not play. If he plays, then something very bad happened uh, if he plays uh, at that point, and we don't want that to happen. <clears throat> so uh, Walker Zimmerman is probably our best defender. I say R because I am an American, and my name begins with R. Our best defender, Ower. Uh, he can also chip in now and then, kind of a late bloomer, but a guy who plays for Nashville SC. Aaron Long, who? A 30-year-old defender for New York Red Bulls? Whew. Yeah. 
And I remember he was interviewed. He said, I laid, led the league in interceptions on my high school football team. That's cool, but you're a soccer player. Cameron Carter Vickers is only 24 years old, which is amazing. I thought he'd be 34 years old. Former Tottenham youth player, now plays for Celtic in Glasgow. Um, <clears throat> by the way, Tottenham loaned him to Sheffield United, to Ipswich Town, to Swansea, to Stoke City, to Luton Town, to Bournemouth, and then up to Glasgow Celtic. They loaned him to seven teams. Still only 24 years old. Tim Ream. Oh, this is a real kick in the taint. Tim Ream. They said he defends fiercely and intelligently. Have you ever seen him play for Fulham? He stinks. He's so slow. And by the way, put Tim Ream on your team, twice relegated. (laughs) It's not all his fault. Tyler Adams plays for Leeds. He is a walking red card. Not a fan. He's supposed to be in the engine room in midfield. Serginho Dest, only 22 years old, was at Barcelona and now is at AC Milan. Um, <clears throat> people were teasing him because he says he loves Panda Express. Uh, that's fine. Kellen Acosta, it's hard to believe he's not over 30 at this point. This is just a guy they'll bring off the bench. Christian Roldan. Christian Roldan for Seattle Seattle Sounders. This is why we're going to get stomped. By the way, his younger brother plays for El Salvador, where they're from. Anthony Robinson for Fulham. I think this guy might be good someday. He goes by Jedi. Not yet. DeAndre Edlin, another guy at Tottenham, loaned out to everyone, now in MLS. Joe Scally, 19 years old, with Borussia Mönchengladbach. I don't know anything about the guy, except he's 19 and he plays in Germany. <clears throat> Jordan Morris, another forward that made the team for Seattle Sounders. So if there's any hope, it would be that Pulisic can get onto one. Maybe Gio Reyna, who's only 19 years old, playing from Borussia Dortmund. To me, Gio Reyna is a little bit of a crybaby. He seems to run out of gas very early. But another guy, Yunus Musa, also 19 years old, plays in Spain with Valencia. I would love to see him go. But the little gnat on the team, Brendan Aronson, 22 years old for Leeds. This guy is a very annoying little guy. He's very teeny. He never stops running. And sometimes that can put you in a good spot. <clears throat> sometimes. But Luca Della Torre coming in from Salta de Vigo because he plays in La Liga, that helps him. And Shaq Moore, another MLS player, a defender from Nashville uh, FC, a guy who's going to be uh, coming off the uh, the bench. And you might remember his one international goal. Uh, it was in the Gold Cup against Canada. He scored 14 seconds in. 14 seconds is the fastest goal in the history of our soccer team, the United States men's national soccer team. So uh, it's just, I mean, there's just garbage. No offense to them as people, but just garbage up and down this lineup. They're either too old or they're way, way too young. But just look at the back four. Who cares who the goalie is? Tim Ream. 
Good gosh. When your best defender is Walker Zimmerman, who doesn't even play overseas, who plays for Nashville, that just sums it up right there. That sums it up. And then you call in a guy, Aaron Long, 30 years old, from New York Red Bulls, and say, B, and then like I said, I just love his quote, I led the league in interceptions. <laughs> that, that'd be like, uh, you know, signing Aaron Judge and said, you know, um, I led the league in free, th- uh, free throw percentage when I was at Linden High School. <clears throat> okay, can you hit home runs here? That'd be good. Listen, I'm hoping uh, that uh, we catch lightning in a bottle. I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh, Brad, uh, Ben Davis falls down and Aaron Ramsey falls down for Wales and and Harry Kane for the first time ever. I'll root for him to miss a penalty. Anything can happen, but uh, I rather doubt it. I think the best we're going to get is one tie against Iran. Come on back. Well, I always say that we we look at baseball in American history, right, as America's national pastime. That tells us something right there. That means that we attached particular characteristics to baseball that represented what we thought America was all about, right? If you leave out of that discussion the entire black experience, then you're leaving out a huge chunk of American history. From legendary sports broadcaster Ron Barr and the Sports Byline Archives, comes a series that explores the players and the culture of Negro League Baseball. Well, if I could transport myself back to a particular time, I'd love to go back and be able to just watch the Negro Leagues. They were so special. There were players that played with great heart, great emotion, and a love for the game. You were involved with them. Tell me what was so special about that. Well, uh, to me, now I can only speak for myself because I was only there two years. They made me say, hey, you're going to go to the majors. That, that's just what they say every day. You're going to go to the majors. We're not, we may not go because when I was 15, those guys were 25, and they didn't have a lot of chances to go. They was only going to stay there. But they said to me, when I first got there, we're going to make sure you go to the majors. That means you're not going to do anything wrong. You're going to do everything right. All you do is go out and play. The archive of interviews includes Hank Aaron. Willie Mays, and over 50 other Negro League players, telling their stories in their own voices. Baseball was, uh, you know, everybody was just geared up to play base- baseball because Jackie Robinson was the first black to play in our day and time. And uh, he, uh, he, he said he is opening up for all the, the players that was, got interested in baseball. I always felt like uh, there were hope. I always felt like if you just keep doing your job, that uh, somewhere you was going to touch somebody's mind and somebody's soul, and somebody was going to be wise enough to realize the only thing that uh, you wanted to do was to have a chance to play baseball. 
it is important that they understand that these leagues were segregated at one point in time and was by no necessary desire of those black players that they weren't included in the major leagues. And so they did indeed create their league. And this league became a great league. And I don't want that to be lost. The courageous owners who financed these teams and the players who played against the backdrop of American segregation, this is quite significant. Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues will be available on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts from. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the uh, show, and uh, we're looking for our guest. And uh, if we find him, we'll throw him on the air. Otherwise, lines are available <clears throat> at 1-800-878-PLAY. Emails, rick at sportsbyline.com. Uh, I got this email a couple days ago from Chrissy. Sorry, I'm just getting to it. Uh, rick, is Jalen Hurts your MVP so far in the National Football League? Uh, I, I didn't really think about it one way or the other. Um, I want to say no, uh, had they beaten Washington, I guess you could have said yes. Uh, a game I called by the way, but I mean, you could say, why would you pick him against, uh, over Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? And it's like, well, I mean, if you look at what Jalen Hurts has done and just the heart and the steady hand of, of that team. <clears throat> and the thing that's funny about him was that he was supposed to be a great runner and a so-so passer, but now he looks different. <clears throat> great passer and so-so runner. It's the kind of thing where if you look at uh, like Eric Chavez when the A's drafted him, he was supposed to be all bat and no glove, and then he ended up being all glove and no bat, <laughs> really. But um, you know that being said, when you get down by the goal line, you know Jalen Hurts is going to run. What has he got? Six rushing touchdowns uh, all ever uh, um, for the season right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, MVP halfway. You could say him, but. <clears throat> On the other hand, I mean, you got to throw in Tyreek Hill, who what's he got? Uh, you know, over a thousand yards already receiving. You know, are we going to get our first ever two thousand yard guy? I mean, that would be amazing. You could, if you're a defensive guy, you could say Micah Parsons is eight sacks, a touchdown, a couple of forced fumbles. Would a defensive player get it? Probably not. I don't think so. You know, but we, we were talking the other day about rookies of the year, and uh, Sauce Gardner is so far your defensive rookie of the year, and 
probably offensively maybe Kenneth Walker with uh, Seattle, who almost has 500 yards rushing already. <clears throat> but, I mean, your comeback player of the year, bar none, is Geno Smith. I mean, that's going to be the guy, even though some people will say, oh, Garoppolo. <laughs> I mean, we'll see one way or the other. one eight hundred eight seven eight play <clears throat> All right. Um, something I'm going to bring up with uh, Noah coming up here in about a half hour. But the Brooklyn Nets are off to a very disappointing start. They're 6-9, and nine, and their latest loss coming to the Sacramento Kings, who blew them out last night on national television, 153-121. When you win by over 30 and you give up 121 points, no one, it was like an all-star game. No one played defense. But the, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the Kings are showing their no pushover. You can ask the Warriors the other night. But it's just another example of what has been a horrifying start for the Nets, uh, on court, off court, right? I mean, Steve Nash got fired. Kyrie still serving a suspension for the anti-Semitic film that he shared the link on social media and then refused to disavow anti-Semitism until he was suspended. So there's no shortage of really stupid drama going on with the, the, the team. But what, are you pro-anti-Semitism? No, that's not what I'm saying. It's just, it's just all this stuff that's not supposed to be going on on a basketball team. But now we're hearing from The Athletic that the frustration around Ben Simmons is getting to a boiling point. Ben Simmons, believe it or not, is a three-time All-Star. But he has now missed five games with an issue in his knee. Okay, So the Athletic said, according to multiple sources with direct knowledge of the situation, the frustration surrounding Simmons has been building in recent weeks within the organization. The coaching staff and players have been concerned about his availability and level of play, with some questioning his passion for the game. Those sources said, but even when he did play, Simmons' struggles in his first nine games this season were part of the Nets' frustration as well. Yeah. And honestly, when you talk about his passion for the game, we know he has zero passion for the game. It is absolutely a job for him, and I, I have no problem saying that. That's a job for him. And he hadn't even played since the end of the 2021 season. Um, and you think about his time with the Sixers, and, you know, it's funny, he's seven years in the NBA already, deciding to sit out for the entirety of last season. Remember, he said mental health reasons. Then he said it was a back injury. He did have surgery on that, so that was real, unless it was a fake surgery, which I doubt. I'll do it with my hands. Simmons was also... Of course, holding out last season to get traded from Philadelphia, which got him to Brooklyn, but he's played 10 games this season. Very underwhelming. 5.8 points a game, career low, 6.1 rebounds, career low, 5.6 assists, career low. Now, in his career, he averages 15.6, 8, and 7. So the rebounds are close, but he's scoring one-third of his regular points, a significant drop in production. And when you watch Simmons play and you see him turning away scoring opportunities, 
just not being as dynamic as he was some years ago now. But on defense, where he's made his name as one of the best defensive guards in the league, as evidence from two all-defensive team selections, he oftentimes isn't even guarding the best perimeter player on the floor. And so, I don't know. It's, uh, he's been removed from the starting lineup, and, and uh, it's just I'm, I'm not surprised that that's the way it's, uh, it's gone down. All right, uh, we did find our guest, and uh, it is the co-author of a new book called Fans Have More Friends. Yes, once again, Fans Have More Friends, and it's David Sikoriak. David, welcome to the show. This is data-driven and not just a catchphrase. Tell us a little bit more about how this all got going. Sure. Thank you for having me on. So we, we work in the sports business. Uh, ben, my co-author, works at Fox Sports, and we've been studying sports fans for years. And we were coming across where well, we do qualitative research, so we do focus groups or spend time through ethnographic research, um, going to games, um, hanging out at sports bars, hanging out at, uh, at the homes of fans. We were seeing a different version of fans that, norm, that is, is not typically displayed of the kind of the toxic, fatuous uh, behavior, that it was actually more meaningful and more connected, and most importantly, that social relationships were actually what was incentivizing the behavior. So in all these people we met, we saw that there was there some web of social activity that was really getting them to go deeper. So we were questioning ourselves whether we were just, you know, these were all anecdotes, so we wanted to prove it out on larger scale. So we started running surveys um, that measured how engaged of a fan you are, from not engaged at all to the most engaged. And um, measuring your social network, measuring the number of friends you have, measuring your interactions with family. And what we found, and this is the first time this came about, was about three years ago. And every single time we run this in the last three years, the same result comes back. The bigger fan you are, the more friends you have, the more you interact with those friends, the more you value those relationships. And the same holds for family. Um, You interact with your family members more, you uh, have a closer relationship with your mom, your dad, your spouse, your children, and so on. Post-pandemic, too, uh, most people around the world, especially we Americans, we basically raised our hand and said, um, I'm kind of lonely over here. <laughs> so yeah. how has that fandom mitigated loneliness like that? Well, so what I just described is uh, having more friends and being closer with family is uh, fandom creates a sense of belonging, that you belong to a group of people, that, uh, that you have very close friends, um, that you have casual friends, and then you can talk to people, strangers on a, on a street. And, you know, somebody's wearing a Giants cap, a Yankees cap, you can make a comment um, to them, and that's a positive interaction. So this sense of belonging is the opposite of loneliness. It is, uh, it's, a, it's, the, it's the opposite state, and as this kind of epidemic uh, of loneliness has grown in this country, made worse by the pandemic, you know, we see this as just like an a easy in for much of the country who has some level of sports engagement, um, to, to engage more. Because if you engage more, it'll make you happier, it'll make you more confident, and less lonely. So what you're really saying here, and maybe the subtitle of the book is, uh, non-fans suck, right? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> that, 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 that could be a way you take it, but you know what, we've grown more, um, more compassionate for non-fans um, in this regard. And uh, we, you know, we often get the question of, like, what's your message to non-fans? And my message is, if you know a, if you know a sports fan, ask, and they, they have favorite teams, you know, if you have a friend who's a Cowboys fan, ask them about the Cowboys. Any sports fan will talk incessantly about their team and, and will be happy to. 
and then they will feel connected to you, and you might learn a little bit about them. And, you know, if you have that kind of that, at, at the office, at the water cooler, there's conversations about football on Monday morning, well, tune in. Tune in a little, and it'll, just, it'll give you an end to conversation, and those conversations go elsewhere. You don't have to know everything uh, about it and have a, have a take, and, you know, most fans have bad takes. There's some good takes, bad takes, and we're all guilty of it. But it is a way, fandom is a way for us just to talk, hang out, and connect. Last question for you. When you meld in sociology, anthropology, psychology, socioeconomics, uh, race, heritage, you know, uh, wealth, um, in a way, when we come back to fandom, it is kind of the great equalizer, isn't it? Yeah, that is, at the end of the day, you you go from um, having more friends, having a more robust social, you know, experience belonging to experience greater wellness. And the real benefit for our society is it is the great equalizer. You know, we are divided as a country. We live in two separate worlds, do different things that have nothing to do with politics, but for some reason we, we are at each other's throats. What sports does is it crosses those bubbles. It gives an opportunity to talk about the Cowboys where all sorts of people either love or hate the Cowboys and they can spur off a great conversation or talk about LeBron or the Warriors or whatever it is. It, it really doesn't matter. Whatever that sports topic is, it crosses across, uh, across many of the things that divide us, and it is an opportunity for us um, to feel better connected. And so what we lay out in the book is a lot of the data that reflects this, that you see that uh, the bigger fan you are, the more trusting you are of each other, of other institutions. There he is, David Sikoria, co-author of Fans Have More Friends from Silicon Valley Press. David, congratulations on the book. Thanks for coming by. All right, thank you for having me. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Byline, y'all. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. You're so ugly, you could be a modern art masterpiece. I'm 33% sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100% sure Rick Tittle is a jackass. That really hurts my feelings, I have to say. You know, uh, we have another hour together. Black Delia in studio. You never know what's going to happen. Those dwarf shows, those punk shows, there's blood, there are bare boobies. Yeah, it's not for the faint of uh, fundamentalism at all. Uh, when you talk about baseball teams that have not had a 30 home run guy in a while, the Marlins have waited um, five years since they've had a guy hit 30 home runs, and the Tigers have had to wait six years to have a 30 home run guy. Only one team has had to wait longer than six years and that's the Giants who have waited 18 years since they've had an 18 since they've had a 30 home run guy now here's the thing in that time they've won three World Series so who cares right but you got to go back to Barry Bonds in 2004 that was the last time they had a guy who hit 30 home runs 
and so you know there was an article the other day about hey uh, the guy who cuts uh, Aaron Judge's hair in Stockton uh, he says he's got inside information all right maybe he does I don't think Aaron Judge is coming here I don't think the Giants have that kind of money quite honestly they have too many owners and their their main owner Scott Osler hates the fault that his main owner right their main owner right now is trying to get Herschel Walker elected. I I don't I think everybody can vote whichever way they want. You know, it's not like before I support that team, I have to check to see who the owner gives campaign funds to. But you can do whatever you want. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Radio News with Tim Berg. A stray air defense missile suspected to be launched by Ukraine landed in Polish farmland on Tuesday. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin says Russia is to blame, even though they may not have set off. The world knows that Russia bears ultimate responsibility for this incident. President Joe Biden stated that the missile was most likely not launched by Russia and didn't jump to make rash judgments. After receiving a challenge from Florida Senator Rick Scott, Kentucky Republican Senator Mitch McConnell has been reelected as the Republican leader, even after the party says it underperformed during the midterm elections. Senator Mitch McConnell says he's not mad at the challenge, as anyone within the Senate is allowed to be the Republican leader. I'm not in any way... Uh offended by having an opponent or having a few uh, votes in opposition. House lawmakers are calling on FTX executives to testify before Congress. The House Financial Services Committee will hold a rare bipartisan hearing next month on the crypto exchanges collapse. FTX recently filed for bankruptcy and is facing questions over reports that billions in customer assets were moved into Bankman Freed's trading company Alameda Research. The man accused of killing three University of Virginia football players on Sunday appeared in court for the first time Wednesday via video. Commonwealth attorney for Albemarle County, Jim Hingley, says he wants to avoid pretrial publicity because this is a difficult case. I don't want to make a public statement why this is a difficult case. I, I think it speaks for itself. Two other students, including another football player, were wounded in the attack. You're listening to USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your pre Previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. 
Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Several Los Angeles Sheriff's recruits are injured after they were hit by an SUV during a morning run. We have five immediate critical patients, four moderate, and 14 minor. It happened around 6.30 a.m. local time while a large group of recruits was running in the city of Whittier, about 20 miles east of downtown L.A. A suspect has been taken into custody. NASA is giving a thumbs up after an early morning launch. NASA has successfully launched its Artemis 1 moon rocket following a number of delays. The overnight launch from Kennedy Space Center marks the first step in returning Americans to the moon and eventually going all the way to Mars. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. Xbox says it has cracked down on content millions more times in 2020 than it did last year. The gaming brand said its new approach is cracking down on content yielded 4.8 million proactive enforcement actions in 2022's first six months, compared with fewer than 1 million in all of last year. Enforcement actions typically involve a temporary suspension preventing someone from playing a game, according to the report. The inauthentic account sought to manipulate players with spam, attempted to cheat at games, inflated friend and follower numbers, and did other things that would create uneven playing fields for gamers. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firms online at CordellCordell.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Online at CordellCordell.com. CordellCordell.com. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. 
Got another hour to go. Uh, Pro Wagering's Noah Parker will join us in a minute. And then Blog Dahlia of the Dwarves will join us. I almost said Trolls. Buck Showalter uh, is your National League Manager of the Year. And um, he received eight third-place votes and ten second-place votes, which is important because Dave Roberts also got first uh, eight first-place votes. But he only got four second-place votes. So I, when I was looking at the finalist Showalter Roberts Snitker, I'm like, just just pick one. I don't know who to pick. Snitker got seven first-place votes. This is exactly what I said. Eight, eight, and seven. There was no, <laughs> there was no front runner. Who the hell do you pick? Everybody choked. I mean, Olivia Mar, uh, uh, Oliver, not Olivia, Oliver Marmol with the Cardinals. Do you even know he's the manager of the Cardinals? Did you know Oliver Marmol was the Cardinals manager? Probably. I, I don't know. Five first place votes. How about Rob Thompson of the Phillies? He takes over midseason and takes him to the World Series. That would have been my guy. He got two first-place votes, and then Bob Melvin had a couple of second-place votes. But for Showalter, this is his fourth Manager of the Year award. He won it for the Yankees in 94, the Rangers in 2004, and the Orioles in 2014. Ten years, ten years, ten years, six years. So the only managers to win it four times are Showalter, Bobby Cox, and Tony La Russa, who both been on the show and who are both in the Hall of Fame uh, right now. But they also, if you think about the Mets blowing a ten and a half game division lead, that is the third highest lead ever blown to lose a division. Ten and a half. So he's still manager of the year because he's in New York City. New York City, paste pecani sauce. Come on back. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Has someone in your family lost a job recently? 
and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. This is Staples. So rumor has it that Staples has everything I need to ship. Mm-hmm. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need. Boxes? Yep. Mailers? Yeah. And we have UPS here in store. Huh. What will Staples think of next? <laughs> right? No, seriously, I'm asking, what, what will they think of next? Staples is your one-stop shipping destination. Now get 50% off shipping boxes, mailers, or tubes when you buy five of the same item in-store or online with one-hour pickup. Staples, the best-kept secret in shipping. Ends 1231. Exclusions apply. Visit staplesconnect.com shipping for details. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Coming up next, Rick Tittle. Thank you for that. Hour three underway. What is going on? Come on in and get heard. one 800 8 Seven eight play. It's time to bring in our friend Noah Parker from Pro Wagering, and he's here to talk NBA. Noah, welcome back to the show. And you know the whole Ben Simmons thing. He's been out five games with a knee. He, instead of averaging fifteen points like he did in Philly, he's averaging five points a game. And everything's going wrong with the Nets from Kyrie to Steve Nash to uh, I don't know. What they're apparently the Athletic is saying that they're getting sick of Ben now, which really is not that surprising. We all saw this coming. Um, but to me, the bigger story is, I mean, Kyrie's still a big story, obviously. But what came out today with what, what, uh, what Kevin Durant said, that was a little bit surprising to me, how he's not throwing his team under the bus. But, you know, he mentioned guys that are in the starting lineup with him, and they're not big names. I mean, Joe Harris, probably the most famous one. And he's saying, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect them, but what do you expect us to do? But in my opinion, they're playing better without Kyrie right now anyway. Besides last night's blowout in Sacramento, uh, who is a way better team than people think. You know, I can't really blame, uh, you know, KD for saying that, but just saying that in general, though, kind of like throws a little toxicity even more into the fire mm-hmm. on a team that already has three, you know, three guys that, you, you know, we all just mentioned that are all having problems. So I, I don't know what's going to go on with Brooklyn, but. It's sad to just see how, you know, how much this is went from what this was supposed to be a dynasty type team to just a uh, dumpster fire. In uh, Utah, the plan was for Danny Ainge was to trade uh, Gobert and Mitchell, get tons and tons of draft picks and ping pong balls, pray for Victor Wambanyama to come to 
Salt Lake City, but they're they got ten wins. Lori Markinen has looked great. Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, and and even some depth with Kelly Olenek and and Colin Sexton. What the hell is going on? They're not supposed to be winning right now. Yeah, tell the players that though. You know, these guys <laughs> fighting for fighting for contracts fighting for minutes of you know professional athletes you know you can try to tank all you want but uh at the end of the day you're just not gonna you hear a locker room full of guys say hey we're just let's lose tonight guys one two three cancun no you know they're gonna rally around that and take it as a chip on their shoulder and try to prove everybody wrong and win anyway and say screw that draft crap we're you know we want to win and we want to we want to get bigger contracts eventually in the future, and we're going to we're going to do our best. And you know, I, I can all I can do is credit that. If, if you want to say Danny Ainge had a plan, I mean, yeah, I get it. But you know, he's thinking that way. But he he was a player once before too, and you know, he's a he's a competitor just like anybody else that's played at that level. And you, know, you can't just make a whole locker room full of guys just you know <clears throat> turn into the Black Sox in uh, the early 1900s. So. I credit them for playing out their ass off. They lost yesterday to New York, but you know they've been in most of the games this year. And you know you got to just tip your cap to them, especially a guy like Mike Connolly Jr., who's kind of was left for dead there after they let all those guys go. You're probably not old enough to remember this. Maybe you saw the highlight, but I remember when I was in high school when Sedale three knocked out Ainge on the court. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I, I would love to know what happened though. So Sedale three was on the uh, Lakers, I believe. He was kind of this like ornery, skinny, bald dude, and and Ainge was getting in his way, and he punched him in the face. and And it was funny because you can see Ainge take two more steps, but he was knocked out while he was still walking. And and, they, and I remember they went, "He's out on his feet," and I thought, "Oh, that's that's what out on your feet means." <laughs> it's a perfect example. I, I can't wait to pull that up, but. We, we, I mean, you know how Ainge was. I mean, I know how he was from watching a lot of the highlights, and I'm sure you know him from watching him in, uh, during that time frame. But he's a competitor, and he, he did a hell of a job on the court, and you know he did a really good job when he left the court too. Even he's a, not really hated by a lot, but a lot of people don't like him. And and uh, I, I I can see the plan they were trying to do in Utah, but you know credit to the players for putting it together and the coaching staff. All right, let's talk about my dubs because at first you're like, oh, it's a little bit of a multi-championship hangover they're getting a little bit older but they'll do better well they just lost in sack the other night they're 0 for 7 on the road they're playing horrific defense and really the only offensive threat is Steph himself so are the Warriors in trouble here uh, I really I really want to know what's going through Steve Kerr's head with James Wiseman just sent him back down to uh, yep. Santa Cruz I think I think they sent him back down yep. yesterday and, um, you know, you starting this guy, Anthony Lamb, who to me is just doesn't fit in. He's just a, um, <clears throat> he's just a, a, on a roster spot. He just kills the rotation when he's in there. Uh, I, I, it's just weird seeing, you know, them try to – but he does this a lot where he puts all these scrubs in and then they, you know, eventually turn into what Jordan Poole did. And, some you know, some of them get better and some of them just don't make the rotation. But some of those guys like Ty Jerome, I just – to me they just don't fit. Even DiVincenzo, uh, the, the Villanova – um, uh, stand out isn't really fitting in that system to me. So I don't know if he's just trying to just keep making it work because he knows at the end of the day they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to be good enough to, you know, compete in the, in the at the end game. But it, it, they look they don't look good. They look bad. But I, I still like I said earlier the Kings are a lot better than people think. Uh, I, I saw five hundred to one on them to win it all. 
I get it. It's a it's a reach. <clears throat> I mean, a flyer at five hundred one with a team with some good talent. Uh, I, I like some of the additions we did with with uh, with Hornet there and uh, some other guys they have. And Fox is playing out of his mind, so I can't really blame him for losing a stack stack town. But at the end of the day, they're just not getting it done on the road in Golden State, and uh, they're not. It's not that they're just losing; they're losing in blowout fashion. But like I always say, they got a target on their back again. They always had one, even when they weren't winning it. And now it's even more uh, direct, and it's going to be a while for them to break it up. But I still believe in, you know, if they figure out the rotation, if I can figure out what Kerr's trying to do with some of these guys, or key guys, especially guys like Kaminga and, and Wiseman, then I think they'll turn it around. But it's going to be a little bit of a process. One more question for you, considering the coaching ranks, because in Philadelphia you have Embiid, and Harden looked good before he got hurt, and Tyrese Maxey, looks good, and Daryl Morey brought in P.J. Tucker and, and House and, and Queen in the offseason, but here they are as a, a 500 team, and so a lot of people are saying that it's Doc Rivers, that he's the problem, and after just because of that one championship in Boston, he's a classic underachiever with tons of talent. To me, it sounds a bit harsh, but what do you think about Doc Rivers must go? Uh, I hate that. <clears throat> I mean, one coach of the year in Orlando, he's, he's, one, he's, he's had a lot of talent, you can't blame him on that, but it's almost like an Aaron Boone situation um, in New York and uh, in baseball. And then you see what a lot with a lot of guys. Because people think automatically, if you got a lot of talent, you got to be Phil Jackson, and you, you can't just throw that onto every every coach. I don't think he's he's doing that bad. Who are you going to replace him with? Are you going to bring back um, uh, Bruce, or uh, are you going to bring back what's his name? I can't think of his name now. The guy that got fired during their process. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to you're going you got to keep with a guy who's a veteran coach that's dealt with a lot of egos. Players like Embiid and and Harden, and you know you you got, you got to stick with what uh, <clears throat> with what's going to be better than the than the you know the grass that's always not greener on the other side. So I, I think you got to just roll with it, and uh, I don't see why you you would want to switch. But I get the frustration of the fans. You're hearing it with with what the Raiders are going through in Las Vegas. I mean, you can't just keep on firing coaches and paying them the money, and then you got to pay another coach. And it's just management wise, it's not smart. That's why you don't hire Josh McDaniels. I had a, f- oh, I, I, had agree. a I had a fit when I hired that clown, but that's for another day. <laughs> it's Noah Parker with Pro Wagering. Noah, always good NBA talk. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. All right, good stuff. We'll come back. Blog Daily of the Dwarves in studio. the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket then switch your car insurance and now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals we have great deals with most of the major top rated insurance companies we are your superstore for car insurance we've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 
That's 800-298-9093. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Well, get in line, and uh, also you can see on the Twitch.tv cameras that uh, Black Dahlia is uh, in uh, studio once again. He's here to promote a couple things. First of all, he'll be at City Lights Books right up the street here on the corner of uh, Columbus and uh, Broadway right there on Jack Kerouac Alley next to Vesuvio Bar. Uh, because he's going to be reading from his book, Highland Falls. He also has the vinyl, which you can see here, of Highland Falls, and he has a new solo album, which we'll get to uh, as well. First of all, Blag, nine years since you've been in studio. I can't believe it, Rick. This is crazy. Nine I, years. I, I, thought it, I thought I came in here once well, not that long ago. Do you know what? I saw you at Bottom of the Hill at Live Band Karaoke mm-hmm. about five years ago because... It was Stanley on guitar, the late Soto on bass. Right. You remember oh, that? Steve Soto. 
Yeah, and so I saw you there, and I talked to you. That's but other right. than that, yeah, wow, it's, <clears> it's been, been a long too time. Damn long. I'm right here in San Francisco. I'm one of the last heads left. <laughs> Everybody else is tech and finance, you know, but I'm still sitting here going, "Hey, rock and roll." <laughs> so we were talking before we went on the air that for you, the the the, the way people sort of uh, they got morose and uh, in their own head during the pandemic, that's been kind of your whole life, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've been canceled, ignored, and maligned my entire life. Yeah, actually, the pandemic, you know, it was one of those things. I had the delayed reaction, mm-hmm. right? Everybody else was like, I, I can't go to my job. I don't know what's going to happen to my kid. It's like, I don't have a job. I don't have a kid, you know? So, you know, it was like, <laughs> all right, welcome to my world, you know? I mean, this is what a self-starter does. So I sat down and, you know, with my friend Andy Carpenter made that, solo record which is like a complete 180 from the dwarves it's very mm-hmm. it careens between kind of country and lounge and novelty song and just like humor and it's a very sort of well-produced slick thing like you're not going to believe it when you check this one out rick as it's it's so not dwarves but um you know i did that and i finished this book uh you know highland falls which was the follow-up to nina which you know it took me like 12 13 years to follow up my book so i was just going strong and being creative and like okay self-starter guy i got this and you know and i wound up getting the novel and doing the audio book and doing the thing and i just felt like yeah i beat this thing right and then you know like a year into it it just clobbered me you know where you're like oh wait a minute life does suck i'm all alone everyone's gonna die you know I mean, it's just like it was a delayed reaction, the same way everybody else felt at the beginning. Right. It was kind of a year in. It sort of killed me. But, you know, I'm here now. No doubt. And I'm holding up the uh, solo album, uh, Black Dahlia, and it's got a very kind of uh, almost like a crooner-ish, like, I don't know, um, maybe like 40s, 50s kind of script to it. Yeah. And on the back, introducing Ralph Champagne, and it shows a champagne bottle. Yeah, so that's my new character, Ralph Champagne, Mm -hmm. which is like, because he had to be somebody (laughs) different. Because you used to be Julius Caesar, right? Yeah. (laughs) Whoa, that's a deep cut, Rick. That's the first Dwarves record. (laughs) Wow. Um how many See, other persons? Rick some does o- his research. He knows what's up. <laughs> well, that was in my head. You had other names, too. Well, there- <laughs> <laughs> there's can't. lots of black names. I mean, the way it started, it's so stupid, Rick. I, when we first started the band, like, we, we crashed at somebody's house or something, and it was like a crash pad and mm-hmm. spray-painted on the wall, literally. It said, Black Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that was where I was supposed to sleep. So I said, you know, this is fate. I'm going to be Black Jesus, you know? People would ask me, what's your name? I said, Black Jesus. Like, you ain't Black Jesus, buddy. <laughs> you know? And I was like, okay. Uh, and I always liked those names like Iggy Pop or uh, Steve Bader. So I said, okay, I'm Black Jesus, uh, you know? And that was just, I've been stuck with that name ever since. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, then came like Jesus Lizard, Jesus Jones, Jesus. So I said, I just started changing the last name all the time. So then it became Black Dahlia. And then it just got to be a joke, like it was, you know, Black History Month or yeah. Black Friday. Black the Impaler. Yeah, Black. Right. That's a good one, Black the Impaler. Paint it Black. <laughs> I don't know, you know. So yeah, there, there were all kinds of silly Black names. All right, so let's let's because uh, I know that um, you know Andy Kaufman, he had his uh, Cliff whatever. Tony uh, Clifton. Tony Clifton. <laughs> Thank wow. you very much. That's a that's a good uh, poll right there, and a completely different persona. 
is how much is Ralph Champagne you and how much of it is just completely different? You know, honestly, it's kind of me, but you could get old with it, you know? So the first <laughs> the first video is uh, very funny and it's for this song called Lolita Goodbye. You know, there's all those dwarf songs about like young girls, you know, young mm-hmm. girls. And then Lolita Goodbye is like, you know, well, I have the young girl, but then her mom comes to visit. And I'm like, hmm, I kind of like that better. <laughs> so, you know, it's sort of like Ralph Champagne is sort of like what an, what an aging Lothario punk singer would turn into kind of thing, you know. Right. But, and- you know, there's all these guys who are from my sort of class of stuff, you know, to be like, okay, I'm making my country record. And basically, it's just their same stuff. But they got an acoustic guitar, and then they hired some guy to play pedal steel, you know, and they put on a hat or whatever. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not putting on a hat. I'm just going to make the best record you've ever heard. So mm-hmm. Andy Carpenter is a genius. He's a guy I work with in Southern California. as a great producer and can just do everything. And so uh, we got Josh Freeze playing drums and you know, Tom Ayers from a great band called Persephone's Bees out in uh, Oakland mm-hmm. playing a lot of the, you know, all bass and guitar. And, you know, so we kind of built it up from these more session-y guys. You know, it started with songs, and then we just plugged it into these session-y guys, and it just got better and better and better, and, you know. So when you think about all the different styles on this uh, album, which I'm holding up right now, uh, let's see, 11 tracks. Uh, what's the variation of styles there? It it has a kind of markedly sort of country-ish vibe mm-hmm. running through it. And, you know, but different forms of country. Like the epic song is called Contraband, and it's all about, you know, it's like a trucker song. So I mm-hmm. wanted to do like, how could I do Convoy and mix it with Eastbound and Down <laughs> and actually make it work? You know, so like the verses are Convoy and the choruses are Eastbound and Down. Mm-hmm. And a really cool thing happened with that. I, I, I wish this was done already, but there's these great female animators from the Ukraine. They're called the Mad Twins. Hmm. And they've made cool videos, you know, animated videos for like Social D and No Effects and Flogging Molly and these other kind of bands. And uh, so they're they're doing the contraband video like from war-torn Ukraine. And they've sent me like half of it so far. And it's just amazing. They're they're great artists and really just great people. But, you know, I watch their missives from Ukraine and they're like in the midst of the bombing and having to move their grandma around and these different major things. And I'm just thinking, and you're working on my stuff, you know, it's like, I don't like, I can't even say to them like, Hey, could we do this? Or could we do that? You know, I'm just sitting here like, please don't die. You know, right, please. Right. I hope, I hope you survive this. You know, it's just, they're, I mean, they're so gutsy. These women—they're—they're wow. they're just guts for days, and and yeah, you know. So, you know, but that's a more kind of a countryish thing. Then I got kind of a you know, there's a song called "Don't Tread on Me." It was kind of that libertarian country, you know. But all, always with that vibe of like more old-fashioned country, mm-hmm. more kind of—it's uh, more Dwight Yoakam than some, you know. Casey Ballerini or whatever, you know, it's got it's got a lot more of an old-fashioned vibe to it. But you had that country deep down the whole time? Honestly, yes. I love country music, and I always have. I just, I don't put on the hat, you know. Mm-hmm. It's the same way I love blues music, but I, I love hip-hop, but I don't put on a baseball cap right. sideways and right. go, yo, you know. It's, <laughs> it's it, To me, it's like touching these genres is, is what's important, and I uh-huh. try and put it on the wax so so there is that but then there's like lolita goodbye is really more like a uh 
more like a lounge song, more like a, it's got kind of a Latin flavor. Hmm. And even like at the end of the record, the very last song, we do a trap remix of Contraband. So it's like this country vocal, but total trap music. That <laughs> That's kind of the weirdest part of it. But yeah, the, the overall vibe is very Americana in that sense of like, you know, country rockabilly vibe. But, but then a lot of kind of, yeah, you know, kind of some Latin beats in there and then just kind of humor. You know, a lot of it's just funny songs with funny lyrics, you know, Lolita Goodbye and, you know, it's just, you know, you go after the mom instead of the daughter, blah, blah. You know, it's, 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 there's lots of funny stuff to mine that, you know, in the doors, it's very much you got to beat people over the head with it, you know, and mm -hmm. this, I could be a little more subtle, you know, so. That's good. And we just have about a minute before the break, but speaking of Eastern Europe, your uh, wax here, it says made in Czech Republic. They're doing a lot of wax in the Czech Republic now. Um, and it's partly because one of the biggest lacquer factories here in America burned up. Uh, uh, lacquer is very flammable. And so there, there have been the, I mean, just crazy delays on vinyl in the States where you hand in your record, you can't get it for a year and a half printed. So, uh, yeah, that, that one had to be done out there. I mean, I try and do everything in America when mm -hmm. I can. I believe in that. How you know? dare you go to <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny. It's like, you know, we're growing up. My stereo, I cleaned, you know, the, I cleaned all my records, and I made sure that, the, that they wouldn't scratch. Otherwise, it would. And then we get, came out with CDs. We're like, oh, these are amazing. And now the kids are like, these MP3s, it's too easy. I want visceral. I want to feel it. Yeah, vinyl made a comeback. Yeah. You know, that CDs really did not. But vinyl, um, people like to hold it in their hands, and it just means something. Yeah. And it, We I, would I, sit in beanbag chairs and look at the record. That's what we would do back in the day. And we'll take a quick break. We'll come on back. <laughs> we still have another segment here with Black Dahlia. you got to get down tonight, 7 o'clock, at City Lights Books. He's going to read from Highland Falls. We'll talk more about that on the other side. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. like watching my grandson steal second mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for postmenopausal women or for men with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever chills or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. 
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Sometimes when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me. Fast, I have this sudden impulse to turn the wheel quickly, head on into the oncoming car. I can anticipate the explosion, the sound of shattering glass, the flames rising out of the flowing gasoline. Right. Well, I have to, I have to go now, Dwayne, because I, I'm due back on the planet Earth. Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny. All right, enough of that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, CRN, Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network channel 2. Every way we can get you, we can, and we're uh, quite happy that uh, Blag Dahlia is still in studio with us. you got to check him out at City Light Books, the most famous bookstore on the West Coast, he's going to be reading at 7 p.m. outside. He's going to read some uh, Highland Falls, his book. We'll get to that in a second, but uh, you just sent me a link to your uh, Introducing Ralph Champagne uh, video. Uh, it's on uh, YouTube, and uh, it's catchy tune, hilarious, and high production values. Dude, Lolita Goodbye is the name of it, uh, is the name of the, the first uh, track. And, yeah, 
some buddy, old buddies of mine from, from L.A., guys who called themselves the American Primitive Collective, made this great uh, video, just very funny. And, you know, it was really like punk style. We threw it together, but mm-hmm. they did such a pro job. It looks amazing. And, and uh, yeah, e- everything just seemed to fall together with this, with this record and with the videos and everything. It just somehow was the right time you know for once i was in the right place at the right time i wasn't like trying to play hardcore in 1989 when no one cared about it or whatever you know it was for once like everything kind of dovetailed and and Mm -hmm. and it it worked when you uh like i have joey s head keith lee from doa on all the time right and he's older than us and he's been going at it since the 70s Mm -hmm. but for you you've been doing this like your whole like uh, adult life like, did you think that you would like get in and get out or did you kind of think, no, this is it forever when you started? I was very bullheaded about it. I said, this is the only thing I'll ever do. And I kind of cut off any plan B that I might have had, which what would have been a plan B? Well, I went to school actually for a year, um, at NYU and was doing writing and I was writing comedy Wow. And getting some laughs. And so, like, those were all the people that wind up doing, like, SNL. And, you were in the village. And, and yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. And and this was in, in the mid-'80s. And all those people wind up, like, I knew people that were, like, on Seinfeld. You know, my, my buddy from there is the head writer at Kimmel now, these kind of wow. things. But I said, no, I got to have a rock band. So, you know, next thing I know, I'm... I'm I'm working at a, a t-shirt factory in San Francisco <laughs> when they used to have those kind of things, you know, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute, I was at college and I blew it. You Mid- know? Mid-80s at NYU was Darren, the guy that just walked you in. Is that right? Did you have a class with him or did you beat him up in Washington Square Park? <laughs> <laughs> All I ever did in Washington Square Park was buy weed off those Rastas <laughs> there, right? They had the silly hats on and you could, you knew who they were. Um, yeah, it was wide open back then. I mean, things were crazy. Um, <laughs> I remember going like to alphabet city when it was alphabet city and it was real man things got crazy well still i think when you get into d it's a little bit (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah i loved it there but i I could never handle school i got thrown out of the dorm we had a buddy come over we everybody got drunk and he started running up and down the halls with a fire extinguisher screaming say hello to my little friend (laughs) you know next it was like you're out of here man you know like i i've never been able to handle authority or anything you know but uh, I, I did some good writing there, and it kind of set the stage for some things. I even got to sleep with my English teacher, which is a great kind of mid-'80s uh, rocker wow. guy story. Yeah, I How pulled old it off. She was hot, man. She was like 28, 29. Oh, I still wow. see her sometimes she was a kid. when I go to New York. Um, I thought you were going to say she was 55. No, no. She was cute, blonde. And, and it was funny because after a while, she would spend the whole class talking to me and, you know, girls started giving me the stink eye. I mean, like, well, I guess if you like old chicks and blah, blah, and I was laughing. Like, yeah, I think I like it. You know? yeah. It's not funny, though, when you're 18, 28 seems so old. Oh, yeah. 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 It, I mean, it, it. everything about it was strange to me, you know, but I, I, yeah, it was just, I was a very rebellious kid. I mean, I just couldn't take any kind of authorities. I knew I wasn't going to stay in school. I took all, like, English courses. I didn't bother taking any of the math or anything else. I knew I was going to bail. <laughs> I just didn't appreciate anything, you know, and, and, uh, you know, my, my poor parents, you know, but I mean, it was like, yeah, I only had like a year of school. The rest of it was all work and menial jobs in San Francisco. They used to have factories here. Nobody can really remember that time, but 
I worked in t-shirt factories every year. I delivered pizzas over on Bay Street. Wow. Tried driving around here, wow. bringing people Where could pizzas. you park? Yeah, it's impossible. It was wow. then. You know, you'd almost kill yourself every night. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I worked every stupid job, where, you know, working at office parks, swapping out plants, whatever it was, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I and and I just did it because I said, I'm going to play music. I'm going to play music. I'm going to play music. And, and. You know, I could have been a lot smarter, man, and maybe listen to people about getting management or getting a lawyer or getting this or that. But I just, you know, I was just pretty untamable, you know. But I think it's interesting now after all that, though. And, you know, even though you and I aren't multimillionaires, but still, like, you're considered like an OG now from the punk scene. You know, and even... Yeah, and, and I'm I'm happy because the guys I knew mostly from the 90s who got the big record deal. And in those days, it was a million bucks, million and a half bucks, 500,000 on your video, whatever it was. You know, the big stuff it was impossible not to be jealous. We were at Sub Pop, mm-hmm. played with Nirvana. Mm. You know, we were at Gilman Street, played with Green Day, sure. Offspring. And then I, you'd see these guys you knew who were pretty cool guys, and I kind of thought they were kind of like me. And then they just blew up, and everybody knew about them. And I, oh, boy, it was hard, man. I went through some dark periods of just jealousy and just you know even get with guys i really liked mm-hmm. and and uh but what's so great is that you know i mean some of them held on and are still cool people to this day i still see dexter holland from the offspring still a super cool guy still comes in and sings on my records for nothing he's he's on contraband cool. you know or i saw billy joe a couple years ago at a festival he's mm-hmm. still a good guy you know what were but they it, called young children back in the day right <laughs> And they, by the way, Gilman, I went there in 83, still the scariest bathroom I ever went to. <laughs> yeah, it did not <laughs> smell great at Gilman. But um, but most of the guys who I knew in the 90s who got that record deal, mm-hmm. you know, they wake up every day, they need seven beers to get out of bed. They, yeah. they, you know, they, 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 they're still, to them, rock and roll is guys carrying your gear around. And girls calling you up trying to publicize your record and everybody making a fuss about you. And it's like, I never had that. So for me, it's like, hey, man, I feel good tonight. I'm, I'm in this rock club and there's 500 people here and we're rocking. Right. And I feel good. And I made a record and it's a cool record and I like what it sounds like. I didn't have to give a million bucks to a producer I don't know to make a record I didn't like what it sounded like, mm-hmm. which happened to half the guys I knew in the 90s who got those big deals. All the money went to producers and video guys anyway, Mm -hmm. and then they didn't like what they came out with, you know, and it was like, yeah, I feel like, you know, not being successful was one of the best things that ever happened for me. I just held on, kept making music, figured out how to own my own records. I own Mm -hmm. all my records. Right. And I think, and I'm going to correct your verbiage there, you you weren't ridiculously super successful, but you were successful. Yeah, yes. I yeah. mean, more people know me than your average musician, I would say. You know, even like yesterday, I was in L.A. We we did a little event at Last Bookstore down there with the Leftover Crack guys. They they had a book, too. And, you know, it's like, first of all, I'm looking at him. It's like, there's Brad. I, I've known him for 20 years, you know? And it's like, oh, cool. And, you know, Jennifer from L7 shows up. It's like, man, remember when you stayed at my house in San Francisco? You know, and... and and so it's just a beautiful feeling, like, to, to to see these people. And, you know, I go into a record store randomly, and a guy walks up, hey, I'm a big fan. I mean, that stuff really means something to me. Whereas, like, I think for a lot of people who are, like, successful in the conventional sense, like, they're jaded. Nothing yeah. means anything to them, you know? Like, it still it still turns me on when somebody likes my record. Right. Still, it turned me on when Darren hit me up and said, Rick, 
wants to talk to you. You know, it's like, wow, all right, Rick, you know, yeah. Rick wants to say hi, and Darren's cool, he remembers me, and it's yeah. just like, I don't know, it, it I, I think it helped me appreciate stuff, you know? Yeah, I, and I think during the pandemic, for me, I didn't realize how much, I took live music for granted, because I'm from here, and it's all around me all the time, and so as soon as they started letting people in, I've seen Agent Orange four times, I've seen, <laughs> uh, I went to see The Descendants, I went to see... Uh, black flag and the one thing that I really noticed where there were like you know 18 year olds that knew all the words and you know these, these bands are all my age and I'm like how do you know the words and they go we had cool parents I'm like oh okay because <laughs> I kind of thought like there's this new generation of punk fans now yeah absolutely and they are drawn to the legitimacy of it pure and simple because you know, when we were kids, punk was not really a genre. It was a way of doing things. I mean, think how different the early punk bands were. Think how different the Talking Heads was from Blondie was from the Ramones. Mm -hmm. I mean, but they were all punk bands. And even mm -hmm. when we were in there and it hardcore started, it was like Black Flag sounded a lot different than the Dead Kennedys, sounded a lot different than Sonic Youth, sounded mm -hmm. a lot different than Gigi Allen. I mean, it was like, you know... It, punk was a way of doing stuff. And now, you know, it's like once, you know, I think Green Day and their tremendous success really altered things because to a lot of people it just became like, oh, that's that's how you do punk. So you look that way and you sound that way. And it's like, hey, man, those guys came by that style honestly mm -hmm. by kind of combining right. the 70s rock they liked and the punk that was around and this kind of way of looking. Mm -hmm. And, and, he's, every, and they're know. from Rodeo, and he's like, do you have the time? Like, that's not yeah. how they talk in Rodeo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst about that is Tim from Rancid. I mean, God bless him, great oh, man. he's from but Albany. Like, he's got the craziest, yeah. like, English mock accent. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, that dude, he went to Albany High, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take one more break. We'll come back. We've got a couple minutes left. Black Dolly and Stu, we're going to talk about the book, what he's got going on tonight. So come on back. is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. 
If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood, but did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call Pack Rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Can't stay at home, can't stay at school. Old folks stay, you pull it a fool. Stay on the streets, I'm the girl next door. I'm the fox, man, waiting for. Hello, daddy, hello, mom. Love you, Jerry Bob. Hello, world, I'm your royal girl. Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. All right, we got a couple of minutes left with uh, Black Dahlia, and um, he's got, once again, I'll hold up for the Twitch cameras, he's got his uh, brand-new solo album where he introduces Ralph Champagne. This is from Greedy. He also has Highland Falls, a rare bird vinyl audio book uh, as well. He's on the back with a butcher knife. No surprise. <laughs> And then uh, the book itself, here it is, Highland Falls, and you're going to be reading in uh, Jack Kerouac Alley between Vesuvio and City Lights, right? San Francisco luminaries right there. Imagine Jack Kerouac was standing right there. I mean, again, wow. you got to appreciate that, man. And they've, they've been very nice to me up, up there. And, uh, yeah, it's a good book. It's like a dirty book, you know. It's sort of the story of a teenage girl from suburban Illinois. I come from a town called Highland Park, mm -hmm. so this is called Highland Falls. Highland Park had that. Now we're known for a massacre. We're like Uvalde now or something. Mm. But uh, when I grew up there, it was just a kind of a rich, you know, posh town full of weird people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, you know, so my book is set there. And, and uh, you know, it's like basically the main character is Nina. She's like a nasty kind of nympho trickster teenager. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of funny, nasty stuff in there, you know, if you like it. These guys in L.A. put it out called Rare Bird, and mm -hmm. they 
they do a lot of music books and stuff, but he, you know, he did fiction. My book's fiction, but you know, he did it. He did it for me because I'm a, another rock guy, and you mm-hmm. know. Um, and you said this is connected to the first one. Yes, it's the oh. it's the follow up to Nina. Okay. Nina was the name of the first one, and that one basically only centered on her. This one. This one's a little more well-rounded, a little more like a real novel with some actual other characters mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's, you know. And you are someone that went to college for maybe this purpose, to be a professional <laughs> writer, right? For one year. But <laughs> still, point that out. it's in your, like the country music, it's in your blood. Yes, absolutely. I, I always just wanted to communicate, you know, write and, and make music, and uh, uh, my, my favorite part of being in a rock band, honestly, is just the songwriting. It's that time when only you and maybe the band know, and you're laughing like this is really going to get them. You know, it's like wow. when you, it's it's the writing part and the communicating part that I really go for. You know, but uh, I guess I'm mostly known as a performer. You know, mm-hmm. but I I don't know. I I I've I was always kind of sheepish about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're telling me thrown out of CBGBs because you dove headfirst into a table, cracked your head open, and drinks went everywhere, and they said <laughs> the dwarves are banned. Oh, yes, 1989, the doors were banned at CB's, and years <laughs> later, I mean, decades later, my agent tried to book me there, and he's like, what happened at CBGB's? I'm like, they still remember that? <laughs> I mean, you know, Dee Dee used to shoot up in the bathroom, like, but it's, they're fine, you know? You but know, yeah, they hold a grudge at CB's. That's why when they closed, I was the only person that celebrated. Everybody was mourning it, and I wrote out like, yeah, <laughs> I lasted longer than you did. <laughs> You're on some, like, watch list forever from the government, huh? <laughs> All right, everybody, we got to run, but let's check it out. Here it is, Highland Falls, uh, the book, the audio wax, the new album, a lot of things going on for our in-studio guest, Black Dahlia. Great to see you, buddy. Hey, loving you, Rick. All right, man, we're going to go out, take a picture, do a little tweet, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, let's do a little sports now. Come on. (laughs) 9 a.m. Manana. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.